This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is People Every Day. Coming up, going inside Ariana Grande's top secret wedding. Plus, Beyonce, Michelle Williams, and Kelly Rowland's heartfelt reunion. And former SNL star Sashir Zamata on her funny new show. It's May 27th. Hello out there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Thursday, which is, I think, my favorite day of the work week, honestly. It's like, you know, the weekend is near, but there's not as much pressure as Friday. Like, Friday really has to perform. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just always like Thursdays. And today, we have got a fun show full of interesting celebrity news and notes. Uh, Later in the show, I catch up with actress, comedian, and former SNL cast member, Sashir Zamata, about her new show, Home Economics, and how things are going in the stand-up comedy world during this ongoing pandemic. So stay tuned for all of that. Also, make sure to head over to people.com today to hear the panel I hosted recently for People's Partnership with the mental health organization Bring Change to Mind on how the internet and social media is affecting us these days. I chat with singer Jordan Sparks, beauty influencer Bethany Moda, and others about their experiences. And here's a little of what Jordan had to share. Jumping from idol and going in into the music industry, it was different because we didn't have social media. It was just blog sites. You know, it was, it was just the blog. And they were like, don't go on the internet, stay off of it and don't Google yourself. And I Googled myself once and I never did it again. <laughs> I never did it again. I was just, what is happening? Such a good eye-opening panel. Be sure to check it out. But right now it's time for top stories. And like I said, there are some good ones today to dig into. And staff editor Jeff Nelson is on with me now. Hi, Jeff. Welcome back to the show. I'm thrilled to be back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thrilled to have you. So let's start off with Mrs. Ariana Grande Gomez. No idea if she's changing her name at all, but I had to, you know, throw Dalton Gomez some love in there. Uh, We are getting a first look inside of her wedding. So for those who haven't seen these pictures, what can you tell us about what we now know about that special day? Yeah. So Ariana Grande yesterday did a big photo dump in typical Ariana Grande fashion. (laughs) She shared a bunch of wedding photos in some carousels on Instagram. And yeah, I mean, she and her now husband, Dalton Gomez, got married at her new home in Montecito. It was super beautiful, of course, a super intimate affair. Um, Only about 20 close loved ones attended. Oh, my goodness. Like before the pandemic, no one could pull off a secret wedding at all. Like every at least in the press, we all knew it was happening. Uh, You know, there was paparazzi out there. These days, stars are just like popping up with these these weddings and babies and and all of this. Were you surprised uh, at all to just learn about this? We, We knew they were dating, but. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we knew they were dating. We knew they were engaged. But I mean, it. I feel like you kind of always expect a big A-list celebrity, a big pop star to have kind of a a lavish affair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sources had told us um, after we found out that they got married that 
they'd originally been planning a big wedding, but then, you know, Ari just didn't want to wait. She wanted to have a small, intimate thing and really, you know, celebrate their love and begin the rest of their life together. So the big question, were you surprised to see the pony? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that of pony course, tail. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Ariana Grande is like synonymous with her ponytail. So, I mean, that it wasn't surprising to me, but it was fun to see how she mixed it up a little bit. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, her typical high pony. It was a smaller one. And I mean, and it, she, of course, had to make room for her for her cute little veil, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I just knew it was going to be there. Um, but I thought she might mix it up just because, you know, wedding day. No, nope, she is true to form. And she has some like interesting backstory, right, to why she always wears the ponytail. You know, wasn't it because she I mean, she was on that Nickelodeon show for years and she was always yeah. dying her hair. So her yeah, yeah her hair was not. Great. So, yeah, for, for <laughs> yes, the safety so like of her hair. <laughs> yes, it's like protective styling. It's her protective style for her hair. I'm, I'm, I think it looks great. And someone else I was talking to about it said it is like an automatic facelift. Not that she needs it, but <laughs> it'll always make you look. Good. I love a high pony. Um, and let's talk about Vogue covering the wedding as well, and just the additional details that we got out of that 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 story that they did so beautifully. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think one of my favorite things to come out of it was, I mean, she so she wore a Vera Wang gown and mm, yeah. um, she'd actually met Vera at the Met Gala like several years ago. And when they met, like they made a pact that when Ariana got married, like Vera would make her the gown. <laughs> so nice. here we are all these years later. And yeah, Vera made this beautiful gown for Ari. And it was- I love the drop back. It was like, sexy but sweet at the same time. I don't know why she just always, maybe it's the Disney stuff, but she's just so young in my eyes. I know she is like a grown woman, but, and then the pony, I guess, doesn't help, but I just see her as like a teen bride. (laughs) (laughs) Is that horrible? (laughs) Fully, a fully grown woman, a dangerous woman at that. (laughs) But she, yeah, I mean, no, it was a very sexy dress. It was very on brand for her. It was, I mean, silk, Empire waist, mm-hmm. you know, this, and those like, platforms, the, those platform shoes. I mean, I guess she. I mean, she can dance in these like six inch heels on tour, so she's had practice. But just to walk a few <laughs> feet down the aisle. But oh my goodness! Okay, well, l- let's get out of the wedding world and into reunion world. No, I'm not talking about friends. We are going to get into that on another show. But Destiny's Child reunion that we were able to see and get some sound from uh, via social media. It was an intimate conversation between Michelle Williams, Kelly Rowland, and Beyonce. And we got to like listen into this. This is like, you know, you know, I stand Destiny's <laughs> Child, Beyonce, all of it. And uh, and you're a big fan as well, of Jeff. Course. And you've interviewed Michelle Williams um, and, and talked through her journey. So tell me why we're getting this, what this is all pegged to. Yeah. So, I mean, Michelle, over the years, she's always been open about her mental health journey. And um, I mean, she struggled with depression for years and she's I mean, been open about having suicidal thoughts in the past. So she has a new book called Checking In, which is really about her mental health journey and how it's OK not to be OK sometimes. So, um, yeah, I mean, these candid discussions with with Kelly and Beyonce are 
I mean, I I can't remember any a time where I've heard something like this. It's really, I mean, for such an iconic group, it's it really lifts the curtain. <laughs> I know, I know. So let's listen. It really does, and it's so like sweet too. Let's listen to a little bit of just they were like cooking during this. It was very <laughs> all just off the cuff. Let's listen to that. Y'all, Kelly's making soup. Okay. <laughs> what kind of soup you making? Chicken and rice soup. Yeah. I mean, she's cutting up celery and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you making, you making, are you making some musical soup right I'm now? Cooking, I'm cooking some music. That's Chef Boy R.B. and Chef Boy Kelly. Hey, hey. <laughs> Beyonce would turn it into a song and a hook. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we we know them, of course, as Destiny's Child individually, Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle. But these check-ins really just humanize them as people, um, like you and me. So, so what types of things did they get into outside of the food and the soup? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they've been around for years and years. And I mean, one of the striking things to me was, I mean, we see groups break up all the time. Yeah, um, I mean. Of I mean, we One Direction a few years ago, Fifth Harmony. So it's really beautiful to see. I mean, after all these years, um, Michelle, Kelly, and Beyonce are still like so close friends. Like they, and they really talked about the. I mean, the relationship that they have. Like it really transcends friendship. Like they're family at this point. And one thing I really liked was that even though they're so close, you know, it was still a hurdle for Michelle to like open up to them about everything that she was going through. And and they talked about that. Beyonce asked her a question and she opened up about that vulnerability. Let's listen to that. What do you hope the world gains in the knowledge they gain from your book? It's okay to not be okay and mm. it's okay to tell somebody you're not okay mm-hmm. because I honestly I should have done that with y'all I've been open about a lot of things but I never was really truthful about how I really was I love that I love it, it just makes me want to just go through my phone and check in with some of my core friends I don't know about you Jeff right like don't you just want to be like wait how are you doing Absolutely. No, I mean, and it, I think it's really important to do that. And it's great that, I mean, Mich- I mean, Michelle and Kelly and Beyonce, these iconic women are, yeah, really amplifying that message. For sure. And just one more thing I need to get into. Uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, this, this first, I just want to check into this story because I'm, I'm a little confused and excited all at the same time. <laughs> so aren't she we all, Janine? <laughs> She is just doing her thing. Okay, this weekend, photos emerged of her, you know, chilling out and making out with singer Rita Ora and uh, director Taika Waititi. And uh, yeah, I just hadn't seen a throuple makeout session um, yet this year. And it caught me (laughs) off guard. (laughs) I, I, I mean, same. Like when I saw the photos, I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't know that I needed, don't know that I need this, but good for them. Like what, living their best yes, lives. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk a little bit about him though. So he's currently directing, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and he's directing her as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people know Tessa Thompson from the Marvel universe and yeah, she'll be in Thor Love and Thunder. So clearly they, they're colleagues now and maybe more. I I couldn't tell if it was like just a very close table read, like, or like, (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, let's also talk about like yesterday, Thompson was photographed locking lips with Australian model Zach Stenmark. So we're throwing a fourth into this. I, I just want to circle back also to Rita Ora and Taika Waititi, who they like haven't really confirmed anything, but we've seen them mm-hmm. out and about in Australia uh, where she's there for work. He's there for work. I'm like, what is going on with all of them? I'm <laughs> like, who only they know. Maybe they don't even know. Like, <laughs> I just feel like Tessa Thompson must be an amazing kisser <laughs> because there is no short list of people who are trying to lock lips with her. Just just a fun story. Jeff, thank you so much for just talking through all of this, all of this love and light that of we've course. been going through today. <laughs> love and light. And yes, wedding bliss and throuples. I, I live for it. I live for you, Janine. Aw, <laughs> love you, Jeff. Love ya. Guys, it is college season. I know you've seen the countless graduation videos as well as the exciting college acceptance videos that are floating around right now. Well, Howard University in D.C., which is, of course, an HBCU, a historically black college or university, is all over the news right now. For one, actress Felicia Rashad, best known for her beloved Cosby show role as Claire Huxtable, is an alum, and she was just named dean of Howard's College of Fine Arts. And if that isn't cool enough, Howard's College of Fine Arts building was just renamed in honor of another alum, the late, great Chadwick Bozeman. So cool. And earlier this week, I caught up with yet another famous Howard alum, actress and host Lala Anthony, who is working with McDonald's Black and Positively Golden movement to give out over $500,000 worth of scholarships to HBCU students. So listen in here to a little of our conversation about that and her own little future college student, her and Carmelo Anthony's teenage son, Kayan. Any way I can lend my voice and my time to give Black students and Hispanic students access to scholarship funds to continue their education, to be around people that, although are from different walks of life and different states and countries and all over the world, but still share, you know, a common interest um, is, is a pretty fascinating thing. And HBCUs offer so many different programs. You'll definitely be able to find something that motivates you or a cause or, or, or something that you're interested in. So it's such an amazing experience. And I would encourage anyone who has the opportunity to go to definitely take advantage of that. And if, you know, finances are a reason that you may not be able to attend or continue your education, that's why these amazing programs like the McDonald's Black and Positively Golden Scholarship Program exists to give you, you know, options out there to be able to, you know, attend these, these HBCUs and, and get everything they have to offer. So tell me about your hopes for Kion. I mean, he's only 14, but are you pushing him towards that HBCU life? Are you whispering Howard in his ear yet? (laughs) Yeah, so he's just starting high school in the fall. So we started, you know, helping him with picking his high school, which was really good because it kind of prepares him to understand the process when it comes to picking, you know, a college for himself. And, you know, I would definitely tell him and he knows what a great experience I had, you know, at Howard and understands the importance of HBCUs. And if that's the right fit for him, what what he wants to do, um, I will will support it. But I would definitely continue to let him know, you know, what an amazing experience I had and how I think it could be an amazing experience, you know, for him as well. Next up, home economics star Sashir Zamata on her new role and the importance of having a good best friend. Stay tuned. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, we've got actress and stand-up comedian Sashir Zamata on the show with us today as she's a woman who got her start in comedy at her alma mater, University of Virginia's improv comedy troupe Amuse Bush. I like saying that. I just couldn't <laughs> wait to get to that word. Uh, not long after that, uh, she had a big break when she joined the cast of SNL in 2014. And she's also been in I Feel Pretty, Transparent, BoJack Horseman, and The Last OG. And now you can catch her on ABC's new comedy series, Home Economics. Alongside Topher Grace, she plays Denise, who is married to Sarah, and they have two kids. And now Sashir is here to tell me all about it. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being on. Where are you in the world right now? I am in California. In Cali. Uh, Cali. It's nice. Yeah. I, I'm a new Los Angelian. I moved here like two years ago from New York, but I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. People were like, oh, the New York to LA transition is going to be so rough. It's going to take you a while. But like, as soon as I got here, I was like, it's nice. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. You're like sunshine, <laughs> avocados. I got Truly. I it. Can't complain. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Denise. Tell me about this new show, Home Economics, for those who don't know. what What's your character? What, what are we doing on this show? Home Economics is about a family of multiple families, and each of them have varying levels of income. And I, I like the idea of the show because there's definitely shows that highlight like families that are in a different money bracket, but it's, it's interesting to see a whole family that is experiencing that together at different levels. And, uh, and you definitely get to see how those dynamics play out. Cause it's awkward to talk about money. It's awkward to ask yes. your brother for a loan or like, you know, you can't go to this restaurant this weekend, <laughs> but your, your cousin wants to, you know, like there's so many different yeah. factors that we don't like talking about, but I like that the show is trying to tackle that. And I'm part of the broke <laughs> part of the family. Okay. Uh, me me and my wife, uh, Caitlin McGee, is the actress who plays my wife, Sarah. And we are bleeding heart, like do-gooders who are here to try mm, to save the world. Mm-hmm. I'm a second grade teacher. She's a psychologist for at-risk youth. And so that doesn't make a lot of money, unfortunately. Even though we have a good impact on the world, we don't make a lot of money. Are you are you particularly money minded yourself? Are, do you have your finger on the pulse of Wall Street and all that good stuff? <laughs> I don't have my finger on the pulse of Wall Street. No, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to learn more about it because, yeah, no one teaches you that stuff. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. I wish there was more. It's wild, right? 
that we don't learn. Yeah. There's so much you have to learn on your own where you're like, oh, that's, that's a new part of my finances I need to think about. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not intuitive. <laughs> well, me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I, I should have been gotten myself together. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So, so off screen, you have a lot of other stuff going on as well. Uh, namely with your best friend, Nicole Byer, you guys have yeah. the best friends podcast. So tell me yes, a little bit about that and how you fit that into your schedule. Yeah. Well, Nicole Byer is my best friend and uh, we met 10 years ago in New York and worked together. We've traveled together and a couple of years ago, we were approached to do a podcast and we couldn't really think of anything, <laughs> but we were like, I don't know. It's just kind of fun when we talk and when we are just ourselves. And thankfully it has worked out and people like hearing that. And, and I, I also feel like, um, there aren't a lot of avenues that highlight friendship and, and we love doing it. We love celebrating our friendship. We love talking about other people's friendship. We'll have guests on and, and then have people call in or write in and ask questions. And we'll, you know, we're not experts, but we're, we'll answer to the best of our ability. We had a long friendship. So I feel like we have some tips. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we kind of fit it in whenever. And so what I, I do want one of your tips on, on friendship. I, you make me think of the last season of Insecure, which is all about, um, you know, that friendship kind of breaking down. And it was just yeah. so sad. And we've all had those friendships that as much as you miss that person and you want that person to still be in your life, it just so you missed each other somehow and it's just not working yeah. out. But so how do you guys keep that spark in your friendship for as long as you have. <laughs> I mean, one way we communicate in so many different ways. We like text each other. We'll send each other Instagram memes. We'll send each other Twitter things. We'll call each other. We'll FaceTime. Yeah. And also I think making sure that we do have time for each other. Cause we both get very busy. We both have our own careers and lives and stuff. Otherwise you take each other for granted and you're like, Oh, we're in the same city. I'll see you eventually. But if you don't make an actual effort to see each other, you won't. Okay. So back to work, back to on-screen stuff. You, you've been very open about just the experiences that you've had in the casting process and, and, and how you feel as a black woman in Hollywood. So I'm wondering, do you feel like things are getting better in terms of the opportunities that are just specifically available to you as a a brown skin woman in Hollywood? Yeah, I I do feel like things are really good right now. I, I feel very fortunate to be working in a time where people get to create stories that they actually lived and and I think that's awesome. And, and yeah, I've, I've had people ask, like, you know, have you had to compromise anything? Like, you know, do it, compromise your blackness or your hair or it, or anything to, like, fit into this mold that people are trying to create on TV. And I feel very, very lucky that I have not. Like, you know, nice. I showed up to Home Economics and they're like, we like your hair. That's great. Do that. Or, you know, they're, they're <laughs> like, we like, I like that I get to bring myself to the project. And then just lastly, stand up. What, what What's happening in the stand up lane and, 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 and how are things going there? I know there's not really shows that much, but is there any virtual aspect of stand up? I miss comedy shows. Me too. I, I did a, I did a show last week and it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because you, if you don't do it for months, it does, there is a little like getting your, your groove back that needs to happen. So I think that's the hardest thing ever yeah. is stand up comedy. Like, it, yeah. Just in the entertainment world, it's just, I bow down to you guys because it's like getting people to laugh. I love it. And I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah. I was supposed to film my special last May and, you know, the world 
had to take a pause, <laughs> but I plan on doing it next year. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to get back on the road and get in front of people and like interact. And yeah, it's just such a pure form of performance. That was actress and comedian Sashir Zamata. For more on her and her show Home Economics, head over to people.com. Now, something truly impressive to make you smile. There's a new Einstein breaking barriers, and get this, she is only two years old. Her name is Cash Quest, and she has made history as the youngest member of Mensa in the United States with an IQ of 146 two-year-old, okay? She can count to 100, knows more than 50 signs in sign language, she's learning to read, knows the periodic table, is taking Spanish lessons, and can identify all 50 states by shape and location. (laughs) Although she is a young genius, her mom, Sajid Athwal, says at the end of the day, she really wants her to have a normal childhood. Take a listen. We're kind of going at her pace, and we want to just make sure that she is youthful for as long as she can be. Oh, and P.S., the average IQ in the United States is around 100. So, yeah, (laughs) I've never taken it. And at the risk of falling short of a two-year-old, I probably never will. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. 